Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. In this episode, we talk to Marion Bakol Uba. Marion is a TEDx speaker, an international best-selling author, conscious business coach, and the founder of Thriver Lifestyle. She's merged 15 plus years of marketing, event production, and business development experience with her mission to create a positive social impact to help women step into their powerful and soulfully thrive in life and in business. Now let's get right into it. How I found out about Marianne is actually through TikTok. And funny enough, (laughs) I just got caught up with watching her dancing and just sharing values that she has and just her energy that she shared through all the social media platform. And I just thought to myself one day, it would be so cool if I can just have a time and speak to her. So I follow her journey. I watch her TEDx speech and just um, all the things that she has been providing on social media and the value that she gave. So I cannot wait to dive in more and so that we can talk about money mindset, all things money and financial literacy. So welcome, Marianne, and thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So you have, I already spoken a lot about you, but I would like to hear more maybe from your perspective, how you would share your journey of financial literacy and success and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So uh, in order to find out where I am now, we have to kind of go a little bit back, right? Because everything that I have now is because of all the decisions that I made. And especially when you're starting out, don't feel like you have to know everything. You know, I think the one thing is having that growth mindset. Like I never stop learning. I love reading. I have audio books. Like I always have a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so even where I am now with money, I used to not be that way because I didn't grow up with parents who knew about entrepreneurship or money. I had to teach a lot of that on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Um, I actually used to have a scarcity mindset with money, uh, because growing up, you know, my parents were in the medical field and being Mm -hmm. Filipino, you kind of, they were like, you have to be a nurse or a doctor. And when I said no to that, I went the corporate route because we're taught, okay, then you go to work for a business and you climb up the corporate ladder. And so we're taught to kind of have this step A, step B, step C you know, and then you stay at that job until you retire. And that's kind of all of that. But I realized at an early age that corporate was not for me. Mm -hmm. um, Because I had so many ideas. I've always liked creating, Uh, I always like to streamline things. And when I would talk to, you know, people that were in charge, like, Oh, I found out a way to do this thing that's actually better and more efficient. I kept hearing, but we haven't done that before. We've always done it this way. 
And so I bumped heads with a lot of people in corporate because I was always trying to like, how do we make this better? And I was always Mm. told, you know, we're already doing it this way. Everyone's comfortable. And so I learned, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to really work my butt off, I'd rather work my butt off for myself. And so Mm. while I was in corporate, I actually was also creating content on the side. So growing up in LA, I lived in LA, I started a food blog. And on the side, I was called Marianne the Foodie, and I started doing writing and doing all these like food. I had a YouTube channel. I started doing TV for food. And then I realized was like, okay, this is going really well. And I was doing marketing for a tech firm. I was like, why not like be able to do marketing for things that I love and I'm passionate about, which is food and restaurants. And so I got into marketing still for a company a startup and then a larger company that was food related. And then Mm. the same thing, I would encounter people who were like, you know what, we've never done that. That's, you know, that's too much change. It's, you know, we have to, there was like all this red tape. And so I was like, you know what, maybe it's time to do things on my own. So my first Mm. business actually was leaving. um, Well, I started on the side was my own marketing agency, marketing and PR for food, restaurants and chefs. And so that was my first venture into, I was like, okay, I'm actually doing something that I'm good at and something that I love, which is food. And I learned a lot. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, And I knew how to make money. I didn't know how to save and invest money. And Mm. so that was a big part of my entrepreneurship journey was that I didn't see money as a holistic view, right? We're taught you make money and then you spend money, you Mm. know, because we're told you spend, you spend. And so I, I wasn't keeping track of my Mm. money. I didn't have a money mindset. It was always like make money. And then I'd look at, I was like, I had nothing saved and I just spent it all, you know, because I didn't know how to, I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't nurturing money. And so Mm. I had this up and down relationship with money. I was in really bad debt from, from school and student loans, like $70,000 in debt. And then I paid it off. I paid it all off because I was good at making money. I paid it off. And then I got into debt again because I didn't know how to save because I went back Mm. to the same habits. And so Mm. the second time I was like, you know what? I actually need to really educate myself because I was scared of numbers. I always thought I could always just make more, right? Like I'm good at making money. And then I realized part of being abundant and making more money and actually building a business that's sustainable Mm. is not only making money, but learning how to invest it, save it and make it work for you to make more money. And so the second time around, I've been able to pay all that off. But now through reading, through going to conferences, through really educating and knowing my numbers, I look at my numbers, I work with my accountant, I've taught myself a lot, you know, about how to invest, I've read business books, now I'm at a better place. And Mm. I think that's attributed to a lot of just learning and growing and not being afraid to make mistakes and learn from it. And that's the fiber mindset, right? It's like, I could have been... You know, like, oh, this is, you know, I suck. I'm horrible. Like, I can't do this, which many times that happened. But then I asked myself, all right, do I really want to go back to working for someone? Or am I going to do the hard work and learn how to be better Mm. with money? And so I've learned. And, you know, I'm at a really good place now where my business is uh, doing well. And I know actually how to take care of the money. That's so good. And I really appreciate the thought that you put in and share that it takes two parts it's learn learn how to make money but also how to nurture money because personally myself i 
I'm good at nurturing money, saving money, learning all the business things. But then um, I learned that, well, you can save only this much. Like if you really want to live the abundant life and just have a financial literacy where you can give more, then you really need to make more and make more in the way of thriving that so that you can give up, give back and not worrying about how much more you can save. And that's the part that I'm learning right now. I'm on the journey of that. And speaking of Thriver, can you share a little bit more of that idea and what does that mean to be a Thriver? Yeah. So Thriver really came from my own personal journey, going from victim to survivor to a Thriver. I've been a victim and survivor of a lot of things, uh, sexual abuse, drug abuse, uh, alcohol abuse. Um, in 2014, which was my turning point, what I mentioned, I mentioned it actually in my TEDx talk, uh, I was living a double life. Things were great on the end. My, my work was doing well. I, you know, on the outside, everything was great, was going to all the, the great parties, but I was drowning a lot of my feelings and trauma into drugs and alcohol. And mm. I actually, uh, overdosed in 2014 and had an mm. out of body near death experience. And that was my huge wake up call that I was like, something needs to change in my life. I need to change what I'm doing or else I'm going to end up dead. So I bought a one way ticket and I left LA because there was a lot of toxic people and relationships there. And I moved to Miami all by myself, you know, with no plan, nothing. I just knew that um, I could, you know, I could rely on myself because I was always a survivor, right? I'd make it happen. And in Miami, I learned a lot of the other skills that have made me a stronger person. So I got obsessed with studying and learning from all these teachers about um, mindset mastery, uh, meditation, breath work, healing, work with shamans, energy healers, plant medicine to really heal myself and really get this holistic picture. And I realized that victim and survivor, even though you go through things, it's the mindset that's going to help you get to the next level. And most people are actually living in survivor mode in, you know, work, in life, in business. It's like trying to see. Survivor is really about scarcity. Mm. It's like, you know, this happens, so I'm hardened. And like, you know, you, you put a shell and a wall up, right? You don't believe in like leaning towards other people. So it's a lot of that yeah. mindset where being a thriver yeah. is the abundance mindset, is asking yourself questions taking full accountability of what happens in your life because you ultimately have that power to say, okay, this is happening right now. What can I do about it? How can I change my thinking? What can I do to change my actions so that I can learn from this? Everything is a learning lesson. And I had many, many downs, but when I, you can wallow in it and stay there or you can work through those feelings and then after ask yourself, okay, now what can I do about this? And so mm. always asking those questions and taking accountability allows you to thrive because you become resilient, you become resourceful, you become stronger. And the four pillars that I actually teach with having that thriver mindset is consciousness, collaboration, community, and celebration. And I've applied mm. those principles in my life and in my business. So even in my business, um, consciousness is always growth, growth, you know, how do you become more aware of what's going on? So I believe as an entrepreneur, you need to always be invested in your growth, in learning in evolving in trying new things, right? Cause that's what you're going to be able to expand and try new things. 
Mm. Um, collaboration. You know, I actually, one of the things that I hate being said is that whole self-made. I actually think self-made is bullshit because no one is ever truly self-made. You know, like you may do the work, but there's people that have supported you. The books that you read were from someone else. The collaboration, like that's, we're not on our own. You know, when we have businesses, you have clients, you wouldn't be where you are without clients. You wouldn't be where you are without your, you know, followers or fans. So it's not truly self-made. I actually don't, don't like that word because I believe when we collaborate, we actually become stronger together. You know, you can Mm. only go so far on your own, but you can go so much further when you collaborate and really build a community and then become a service. And the celebration part is, you know, also enjoying life. I believe that if you're trying to build a business and make an impact, you should also have fun. I think it's kind Mm. of boring to wait until what you retire to travel and enjoy life. I'm like, I don't want to wait that long. I want to enjoy it now. (laughs) That's why I want right. to, I work hard to make money, to give money back to things I believe in, but to also enjoy it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. And it's a good segue to, um, what is going to, what is going on right now. And segue to my next question is as an entrepreneur and as a thriver, what is the one habit that you had to change during this pandemic or to cope with it? And what is the one habit that you kept? So one thing I had to change, um, well, it goes back to the mindset. Cause I think when COVID first happened, we were all shocked, right? We're yeah. like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? And we had no idea. Is this going to be one month? Is it going to be, you know, one year? Yeah. What is going to happen? So I definitely had the initial shock that everyone had. Um, I had keynote, you know, speeches canceled. I had travel canceled. So I definitely had a revenue stream that like I had events planned, retreats in mm. the Philippines. I had to cancel that. And for a while that was like, you kind of get down. Right. And then I realized you, ha- I had to keep putting the practices that I learned, you know, being a thriver. I was like, okay, there's nothing I could do about this. What can I do? And so part of my business was online coaching, online business coaching. And because that one, you know, instead of the travel, I put all of my effort into how do I streamline my business? How do I give more more value? How do I create more content? Um, I actually started TikTok because of the the pandemic because I had more time to create. And so I believe as an entrepreneur, you have to be more of a creator than you are a consumer. And when you do Mm. consume, make sure you're conscious of the content that you consume. That it's content that lifts you up that teaches you something that you know that is positive that makes a better impact in your life and so that's one thing I had to surrender I was like you know what Mm. back to the practices there's these are things that we can't control what can I control so it's taking our power back so I said "I, I have more time I can create more I can find new ways to generate leads into my business And I'm really grateful because of that time. I also invested more. I invested more in coaching. Mm. I think I invested 15K um, in those first few months to learn from other mentors and coaches who are, you know, making a lot more because I wanted to learn, you know, always always investing in myself. So everything that I teach my clients, I do myself. You know, I tell them, if you want to learn, you have to invest in someone who's doing what you want to do. And so that's what I did. And through that investment, my business um, grew four times. And I have made more money now 
through this pandemic and really shifting my business model than I ever had before. Wow, I love it. I love it. And you brought up a very important point too, is when I do talk about money purpose, I believe that money served the purpose for us to make it, obviously, and then to invest it, to um, spend it, <laughs> and then to give it. So if you don't do those things, your relationship with money is not really healthy. If you're only spending it, it's not healthy. If you're not investing, it's not healthy. If you're not giving, it's not healthy either. So mm -hmm. that's the idea that I have uh, around money purpose and you highlighted perfectly. So tell me something that you, you already shared that you started the pivoting your business during pandemic and you actually made more money. But for the, our audience that is listening on this platform, what do you want to tell them as someone who wants to find a way to start more, making more money or figuring out how to, they can have some side hustle? What would be one thing that you will recommend them? So one thing would be to really sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what are, what are you good at? What's your skills, your experience? What do you like doing? You know, because mm. it's no fun for me. I know there's people who, you know, make money, you know, and they don't, they're not attached to it. But for me, it mm. has to be purposeful. Whatever I create is tied to my mission and my vision. So I have to be able to enjoy what I do. And I know that it gives back in some way into my clients, into a purpose. So ask yourself all that um, and really realize that this is a long-term journey. You know, there's a mm. quote out there. I don't know who said it, but um, an, overnight, uh, an overnight hit takes 10 years. You know, an overnight, wow. overnight success is really 10 years in the making because it's, it's all this time and, and effort because you want the, the sustainable growth. So right. I really get clear on what it is you want to do, what you're good at, and then look at all the options out there and then just try, you know, it's never, you're never going to have it perfect the first time you could, but I think it's trial and error, right? You always mm. test, test. And if it doesn't work out, pivot, test, pivot, really find out what you like, what you don't like, you know, and just take that action. If you're just thinking about it and you never do anything, then yeah. nothing's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And as the conscious business coach, what is the one common thing that you see within like, new entrepreneurs or new business owners or starter, what is the one thing that they have in common that is stopping them from making more money? Because there are people that are trying and yeah. they're actually putting out work, but they don't see the results and they get very frustrated about it and they try to pivot again. And it's like saying um, you fall one time and you stand up seven, you know, like you try more, but then what is that one shift or transformation that they need to understand to really pivot where they can get results <laughs> yes um it's the combination of and this is what i teach in business strategy and soul so mm. what i mean by that is that you need to actually have there's a lot of especially new entrepreneurs they have this amazing idea um, and i work with a lot of healers and spiritual people and they're like let me manifest it let me meditate let me do all that let me do the mindset which is great which is one part of it but you also need the strategy. What's your plan? Mm. Do you know your five basics of business, which is your who, what, where, why, how? Who are you really trying to serve? Your ideal target audience and avatar? What is your messaging? Where are they hanging out? Where are you going to generate leads? Mm. Um, 
uh, why should they work with you? What's your brand story? You know, and then how, how are you going to help them? How are you going to offer your product or service? So it's mm. the, it's the blending of this two, having a strategy and a plan with getting your mindset right. And with that together, that's when it get going to get results. Most people have only one or the other, or they don't realize that, you know, they, they're doing all the things, but they have mindset money blocks, you know, right. so you need right. to have. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing um, point. And I, I'm asking it as a tool to share with our audience, but I'm learning so much from you and I really appreciate that. Um, so what is next for Marianne and what are you doing right now to help the community to be a community of thrivers? Yeah. So I'm always creating. Um, my, my husband actually makes fun of me because I, he's like, you always have so many ideas. How, you know, and so I love creating. And so the, in my business, um, how people work with me is through a, a few things. Um, I have digital courses, I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I have a mastermind um, for women and non-binary entrepreneurs who really want to learn how to grow their business, um, speaking and sharing their stories online and on stages. And mm. so a big thing for me has always been about diversity too. I've loved events. I've always done events. I love talking to people. And this, uh, I have ThriverCon is really what, what came up with it. This is my newest mm. creation. But ThriverCon actually came from an idea that happened three years ago. And so I, this is also a learning lesson that like, just because you have an idea, sometimes it's not the right time and you just mm. keep it there. And sometimes the right timing, you'll know, and it's the right time. So three years ago, um, I was at a conference. So I'm also a speaker. I love speaking. I teach. And at this time, I was attending a conference, an entrepreneurship conference, and I realized that most of the speakers and people in the audience were mostly white. They just weren't, wasn't, there weren't a lot of diversity. Mm. And as uh, an Asian American, a Filipina, an immigrant, a brown person, uh, I noticed that because you notice it. And I was like, you know what? I always felt that in these type of conferences, um, not to say that there's anything wrong with it. I, I learned a lot. I enjoyed. I just appreciated if there was more diversity. And I mm. realized that like usually in these type of places, there's like one or two women of color or a person of color, but it's usually an afterthought. Like, oh my gosh, we need to add someone to make it more diverse, right? Mm. And so I was like... It's kind of like more checkbox. Exactly. Like, oh, like, oh yeah. we need to... And I was like, what if there was a conference that was intentionally diverse from the beginning? So that means mm. that everyone, all the speakers curated came from different backgrounds, came from different ethnicities, and were able to teach that and have their own perspectives and stories. And so that was planted a seed in my mind. And then last year, I was supposed to do this in person, but I got engaged. I was planning my wedding. And so personal things, I was like, you know, what, let me do it 2020. And then COVID happened. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to do an in-person conference. I was actually already doing site visits in LA to secure a place. Mm. And then, you know, with all this happened, I realized that, you know, what, this type of, you know, event needs to happen. I really felt called mm. to create this. And so I decided to shift it into a virtual summit. And so that's what ThriverCon is. ThriverCon is the very first intentionally diverse um, entrepreneurship virtual summit with BIPOC speakers, uh, non-binary speakers. We have Black, Indigenous, Latinx. Um, Middle Eastern, Asian, queer, non-binary speakers. Um, and the, the topics are amazing. We're going to be talking about really 
amazing um, value from soulful selling to marketing to colonization in business to how do you become more diverse, inclusive, and become an activist through entrepreneurship. Um, mm. We're paying our speakers. Uh, we're giving out scholarships to BIPOC entrepreneurs. Um, we're also donating a portion to uh, a charity that directly benefits um, you know, BIPOC um, mm. entrepreneurs and communities. And so this whole event gives a lot of value, but also is, uh, creates social impact. You know, it's, I love it. it's for me, it, that's the holistic part, right? I've always wanted to create something that's holistic and we have yeah. a lot of amazing content, but we also have meditations a sound healing. Like we do breath work as part of it. So it's mm. so, I'm so excited and I'm so excited to offer this. Well, I'm so excited to just uh, dive in and uh, I'll definitely share more information as you're going to sharing on your page with my community and just community of people that are looking for something like that. And I truly agree with you. We do need something more intentional about diversity rather than, oh, we should have or we could have. And this would be a good idea if we add, you know, the different um, color uh, speaker or things like that, that it's not a second thought. And I really appreciate what you do. And what you have to share with the community. And I would love just to end this with uh, one of the quotes that you have. It, you're saying on your website to all the uh, people that are visiting that uh, you are worthy of creating and living your dream life. You are worthy of having a conscious business that creates both money and positive, positive impacting others. Mm -hmm. So it's, amazing and it speaks to me really well and i hope it speaks to our audience as well and sign up for thrivercon you'll find the information in your emails and just uh, follow along with the journey that marianne has to share thank you yeah. yeah they can follow me on instagram i update there a lot at m b a c o l u b a m bakal uba yeah and follow her tiktok well she shared tiktok on instagram too yeah. it's really yeah. fun <laughs> at marianne bakal uba so follow my TikTok there too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I just want to honor of your time. And um, I really hope that uh, people's lives will be changed today through the me message that you're sharing. And what I love the most is your holistic approach to everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what, as entrepreneurs that are thinking about creating more impact, we forget because we somehow always look into money, money, money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we can well, have both money, impact, influence, like it all works together. I always believe in that and it's not an either or it's not money mm. or impact. It's money and impact. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your time. Go sign up for ThriverCon. Yes. See you at ThriverCon. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Stop the recording. And just.